Welcome to season four of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we discuss business agility through customer experience, employee experience, and digital transformation. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full stack technology services, talent services, and real world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile Brand Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about continually shifting consumer expectations and how brands need to adapt in this world where customer experience is increasingly a point of competition. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Kyle Harkness, VP of Global Marketing and Development at UPS Capital. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Glad to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking with you. And why don't we uh, start by uh, you giving a little background on yourself, uh, as well as what you're currently doing at UPS Capital. Okay, great. Thanks, Greg. So um, as you stated, I I have the um, pleasure of having marketing responsibilities for UPS Capital. Um, UPS Capital is a fully owned subsidiary of UPS. And just a little bit about us, we, we, uh, we kind of singularly focus on, on insurance in the supply chain. Um, we've got a background. We used to do some trade finance and, and a little um, asset-based lending, and we were playing in some different areas. We've really brought the focus now to serving small and medium businesses, primarily maybe uh, a million to a hundred million a turnover in the supply chain um, for their insurance needs and increasingly for for their CX uh, customer experience needs. Great. Well, let's start by talking about consumer expectations and the race to provide better customer experience. So UPS Capital recently put out a report based on your holiday small and medium-sized business survey. Uh, In it, it says 82% of customers expect free shipping and returns over over discounts on their purchases. Additionally, 45% of consumers expect fast one to to two-day shipping as a result of the Amazon effect. Uh, You know, these two figures alone point to the idea that it's increasingly a buyer's market where companies who can't compete on some of these expectations may fall behind. How does a small or medium company, um, essentially a non-Amazon, how do they stay ahead? The first thing they get to kind of really rationalize is where do they want to compete if they select Amazon as their competitor or really any of the kind of big um, retailers that are out there in that e-commerce space. So I don't, it wasn't surprising for us to see that 82% of customers expected free shipping and a lot of consumers really are motivated by discounts. I think that's a theme that, that we weren't surprised by and, and nor do I think our, our small and medium customer base would be surprised by. So there are areas I think that SMBs can and probably should and in some ways have to compete though in this e-commerce space because of the pervasiveness of big retailers and trying to capture that, those consumer dollars. Um, the, the key thing in picking where to compete is really what partners, small and medium businesses and e-commerce want, want to select, right? 
we call this in our business, the partner imperative. Um, I think there's a, there's a really nice narrative that's been out there forever around small and medium businesses kind of building their business out of off their own sweat and just brick by brick, building up that business and doing it all alone. And I think right now with, with the, with the landscape of retail and e-commerce, the way it is, um, that's just simply not an option. And for SMBs to compete, when we talk about fast shipping, um, when we talk about ways to kind of position your product differently, maybe through discounting, there are partners they should select. So let me let's let's talk about that that fast shipping one, right? Um, because I think what fast shipping certainly does is is tells the consumer on the end, hey, I can pick something like fast shipping, and that's really important to me, and I'm more likely to buy from a business who offers fast shipping. Yeah. Believe it or not, like just ha- just offering choices to consumers on shipping speed matters. And that was not that long ago, very difficult for a small or medium business to integrate into their checkout. But, you know, the, the reality is this, look, a, a small and medium business, when they're smart and they're, they're, they're selective and they're partner imperative, they can go into a platform like Shopify. They can go to a shipping technology like a stamps.com, a Shippo, and very seamlessly and without a lot of friction, they can integrate really sophisticated fulfillment options that me as a consumer, I go to the smaller medium business, I click the product that I want, and I'm served up this amazing kind of shipping option. Hey, I can get it next day, two days, I can get an economy service. And I I think while it's not going to solve for free shipping necessarily, when you just look at that shipping um, paradigm, there are options that the right partners uh, that SMBs pick with respect to fulfillment can really help them them catch up there. Yeah, and, and in addition to uh, to the shipping thing, a lot a lot of the opportunity and customer experience is how things are handled when something unexpected or unfortunate happens. So things like lost packages, damage, delays. Uh, the UPS survey I, I uh, mentioned previously found that over twenty six percent of small and me- medium sized businesses are concerned about lost, broken, or stolen packages. How can these uh, these smaller organizations mitigate the worst outcomes in these situations? Yeah, well, I think the, these, the businesses probably should be worried. Uh, you said 26, and that's kind of what our, our study said, as you know, but I, they, they, they arguably should be worried. We've had other surveys, Greg, where we looked out at, you know, again, businesses from this one in particular, I'll reference was a million to 50 million of turnover. And we talked to SMBs in kind of first half of 2021, and 80% of the businesses in e-commerce we talked to had seen an increase in the number of shipping mishaps, so lost, stolen, or damaged packages. And of those, significantly more than half of them said, hey, when there's a shipping mishap, it's bad enough that I've got to go file a claim. Right. So and then more than half of those. So we're still talking about really big numbers. You know, statistically, when we think of all the merchants out there selling in e-commerce, more than half of them said, when I get into that claim scenario, something truly measurably bad happens to my business. Right. Half of them told us it hits my bottom line. So I lose a sale. I lose a customer. And also more than half of them told us, look, I get reputational damage when something goes wrong, a lost, broken or stolen package. Um, And that reputational damage impacts my customer loyalty metrics, repeat purchases. 
So there is a big focus, I think, that and, and a reasonable and a rightful kind of focus that we see increasingly the small and medium businesses in e-commerce are putting on um, when shipping, when something goes wrong with shipping. Back to uh, a little bit about the first question, you know, is... Uh, from a small business perspective is competing with Amazon or, you know, you can replace Amazon really to your point with any, any large retailer to a small business. They may, may seem just, you know, unattainable and monolithic, but, you know, is that even the right way of thinking? You know, what are, what are some of the ways where a small business actually has a leg up on larger competitors? Yeah. So I'd like to, there's probably two ways to peel that back. And, and Greg, we talked to consumers specifically about like, why would they shop with SMBs uh, on e-commerce? And we were focused at that point during like the, the kind of big internet uh, deal days that were happening. But what, what consumers told us is, look, there's three things that are going on, why they want to drive, why they want to shop with SMBs. And I think SMBs need to lean into this, right? First is they said, actually, we feel like we're actually helping the business when we shop with them. And that there's that personalization of the experience, which is important, I think, for, for consumers and SMBs need to be aware of that. And the other two things that consumers said is, you know what, I get better service, better customer service, and I get better product quality. So SMBs have got to lean into that if they're going to compete, again, if you say with Amazon or, or any of the big ones. But there are other areas, Greg, that I think are within reach where they can really start leveling the playing field against the big guys, um, but also kind of create some differentiation with, within their, their more traditional competitor set of small and medium businesses. And when we look at the space right now, we think a lot has been done to help SMBs win you know, as it, as it relates to the shopping experience. So, you know, the Shopify's of the world, a small, medium business can put up a beautiful web shop, right. In, in not a lot of time. And it looks and feels a lot like even the best retail experiences on the shopping side, you know, you got square or I guess block out there and other payment options, which make, you know, that checkout cart, super slick, super intuitive. You can pay with multiple currencies, there's a lot, I, I talked about the fulfillment options, integrating shopping. So there's a lot going on there where SMBs can win and kind of level up against big retail, but where we see a real and emerging opportunity is post-purchase, right? So a lot of attention helping SMBs level up and that kind of get the, get the buyer from a browser to a buyer, but on that post-purchase after the customers bought something, we, we think there's, there's a lot of space for, for for SMBs um, to kind of to take on new partnerships. And I think this ties right into like, look, you know, I've landed the customer. I did everything right with designing my web shop, with getting the product shipped on time, with giving them all these options and the customer paid how they liked, but it's now it's been shipped and something happened, right? Customers made the purchase and something's gone wrong. And right here, we think there's a big point in the meaningful point in that customer journey for the SMB to plan and have a solution because 44% of consumers that we talked to said, when this happens, something went wrong. I love buying from the retailer, but it was shipped out and something went wrong and the business can't solve it and they can't solve it efficiently. They'll never buy from that business again. So we're talking about a lot of opportunities here to lose customers if SMBs aren't planning and have a plan to solve um, in that post-purchase, you know, timeframe for when something goes wrong with the shipment. And we think that insurance fits really well and very powerfully into the customer experience for that post-purchase journey. 
Well, we're uh, recording the show shortly after the holiday shipping season, which is always busy. Um, according to that uh, UPS Capital Survey I mentioned earlier, 80% of small and medium businesses are worried about the impact of inflation on their holiday sales this year, among other things. So, you know, adding inflation to supply chain issues and more, um, there are a lot of challenges out there, right? So, um, you know, how should small and medium businesses be thinking in terms of how they can counter some of these big issues in 2022? Yeah, I think the inflation story is out there and we'll kind of let the economists solve that one. I mean, whether it's <laughs> transitory or long-term, I think the one thing I would say for SMBs is it's, it's pervasive. And I don't think that there's really one SMB that's going to solve it that much differently than another. So I think that that's kind of pervasive and out there and is an equal pressure on most businesses. I mean, there's just other areas that SMBs are going to have to tackle and focus on to create differentiation. Um, we think, again, right now, customer experience um, is, is a good place for SMBs to focus on. We think really in that post-purchase space, um, whether it's getting smarter about the communications with their customers once the shipment's been shipped. So do I ship to you? Did I notify you when you ordered from me, when I've shipped it, when it's in transit, if there's an exception, when it's going to arrive to you? We think that's really important. Um, another thing that is, we think will drive CX and that SMBs can, can, can offer their customers, which could be a differentiator, is this virtual omni-channel experience, right? So you know, just unpack this one for a second, Greg, but, I, but we know Omnichannel gives consumers here in the U.S. and all over the world the seamless way to buy and pick up at their discretion and at their convenience. Um, we think there's a great play for SMBs to start using services like access points or alternate delivery locations to give their customers uh, in the post-purchase space flexibility to choose different places to receive packages. So do I wanna receive it at my house or maybe I wanna pick it up around the corner at a shop? Um, that type of post-purchase flexibility we think will drive a lot of loyalty and differentiation for an SMB. And you know, you, you mentioned the, some of the role of, of communication, um, but can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on you know, how that can how that can really play a positive role in, in, in customer experience as well as mitigating some negative experiences. Yeah, I, I think there's, when we think about how we kind of work with our customers on the communication piece, there's all the communications that go on when things are going right, right? So that's that, hey, you thank you for your order, your order is placed, and there's everything that follows while everything's going on. And then, and I think you've got great post-purchase kind of communication tools for that. You think of a Narvar or an Aftership and they're out there and SMBs can integrate them into their business and their checkout carts. Where communication we think has a big kind of gap in the customer experience and we can get some improvements is, well, what's the communication when something's gone, something's gone wrong? How, what is it that the that the merchant, this SMB is telling their customer, hey, you know, um, you've notified me the package was lost. You've notified me the package was stolen. OK, now here's how that used to play out right now. Now in that that communication, I'm going to go back to the carrier. I'm going to go back to a, a, a 
you know, a police, local police department, and I'm going to begin a claims process, and I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be, and I need you, customer, to do this for me, that for me, A, B, C, D, E, and you have this whole communication chain that starts that's not positive or valuable really for the merchant and the customer versus having a communication line in that exact same instance that says, Hey, valued customer, you've notified me that something's gone wrong. Your package is lost, stolen, or damaged. I want to tell you that we've reshipped your package. We've reshipped that shirt that you love so much or that you were so excited and waiting for. It's on its way. It'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there in two days. Or, hey, you've told me that it was damaged. You, you no longer want to make the purchase. The reimbursement is on its way to you. It's being deposited back into your account. And that type of communication right now we think is is incredibly important and powerful for SMBs to bring to their customers to level up against big retail, but also differentiate against um, other SMBs they might be competing against. What have uh, some of the successful small and medium businesses been doing to mitigate against, you know, wh- whatever it might be, you know, fluctuations and, and unknown, um, unknown things that um, can improve both bottom line as well as customer expectations. So I think I shared that stat, you know, 44% of consumers had said when something's gone wrong and if the business doesn't solve it for me, I'm never going to shop with them again. And another thing that consumers have told us and they've told the businesses they buy from every day, 35% of them would say like, if you just offer me a guarantee up front that you can fix a problem when something goes wrong, I'm much more likely to buy with you and in fact, to become a repeat purchaser. So I think as a lot of businesses have seen and experienced this trend of increasing shipping mishaps, you know, we haven't talked much today about porch piracy, but that's certainly impacting the customer experience. Um, We see businesses proactively implementing you know, premium insurance options that empowers them to, to kind of give that Amazon-like customer experience to their customers to say, hey, if something goes wrong, you call me, you let me know right away, I'm going to reship it to you within 24 to 48 hours, I'm going to refund you, you know, within 24 to 48 hours. And that's driving a meaning, meaningful difference as a solution. Well, one last question, Um, you know, realizing we just made it through one busy holiday season, it might be difficult for a lot of businesses kind of recovering from that to to think too far ahead. But, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about what businesses should be doing this year to prepare. What trends are you seeing that these small and medium sized businesses should keep in mind as they navigate 2022 and even begin thinking about the next holiday season, even though it's a little far out? So first, and we we talk about this with our customers uh, all the time, which is that partner imperative, which is to go out and assess who who are you partnering with, um, you know, small or medium business. You can't do all this alone. You know, integrating partners into your value stack is becoming a lot easier. And all that is, is a complicated way of saying it's a lot easier for small and medium businesses to go out and test things with a supplier, test things with another supplier. You know, when you look at platforms like a big commerce, a Shopify, a Magento, they're enabling businesses to to kind of pick and choose plug-in options from partners in very low lift uh, ways to integrate into their business that that just were not there before. And what that's really empowering small and and medium businesses to do is to test more options out there on who's improving their business, um, who's helping them with their customer experience. 
when it's not right, disengage, decouple. A lot of times it's very simple now. You kind of decouple the API, you take out the webhooks and try another one. And we, we, we see, it's amazing. We see a lot of our customers who are looking at partners they integrated into their business years ago. They're not happy. And as a, as a merchant on a Shopify or something, they can go out and have access to maybe 500 other partner options in that same category. So 2022 says, refresh, look at the partner imperative. Who's helping you run your business? What value are you bringing? And should you try others? I think that's a big one. Um, uh, another mega trend, we're, this wouldn't surprise you, Greg, but we're following, we're, we're, we're figuring out how the insurance proposition works, I think is the social commerce, right? Um, we've got a business, we've got an application on Shopify. We saw Shopify has done a lot in empowering small and even micro businesses to sell and socials, such as Instagram, TikTok. Um, looking at that as a new sales channel for 2022, I think is a must. I think those are two big items that that every small and medium e-commerce merchant should have on their list of must-dos. That's great. Well, Kyle, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, for those listening, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? I would look at uh, upscapital.com. We've got a resources and blog page out there and we are, we are fairly active in social. So on LinkedIn and Twitter, um, we've got our own company handles and then they can find me out in that same space as well. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Kyle Harkness, VP of Global Marketing and Development at UPS Capital for joining the show. Thanks for listening to The Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.theagilebrand.show. To get a copy of my latest book, Meaningful Measurement of the Customer Experience, visit my website at gregkilstrom.com. Until next week, stay agile.